Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've all had wardrobe malfunctions, moments when our clothes badly let us down. I'm Susanna Constantine, and I've had... Oh, don't even get me started... I spent most of my life on the verge of a clothing calamity and some of it caught bang in the epicentre of a major sartorial disaster, which is why it felt natural to return to the subject I love and sometimes loathe in the My Wardrobe Malfunction podcast. Each episode, I'll be talking to a very special guest about their relationship with clothes, the ups, the downs and so much else. We'll discuss everything from their comfort blanket to their burial suit, and of course, hear about that ultimate wardrobe malfunction. But that's not all. I'd love to hear about your experiences with clothes. The wild, weird, the wonderful. I've already had some fantastic responses. Stories, photos, even poems about your own clothing mishaps. Please keep them coming. In our pyjama party section, I'll call the person with the most entertaining tale to reveal all. Email help at mywardmal.com or contact us at mywardmal to tell us more. But before that, let's go on to today's guest, the luscious, elusive Elizabeth Hurley, no less. This woman is harder to get hold of than the Yeti, but she has agreed to talk on my podcast. So I am absolutely thrilled to introduce the beautiful model, actress and businesswoman and mother of divine Damien. Please welcome Elizabeth. So let's grab her love handles, open my wardrobe doors and find out what's inside. I'm very excited. I'm with Elizabeth Hurley, who is possibly... I kind of don't want to say it, but it is the truth. One of the most beautiful women in the world, even at the age of, what are you now, Elizabeth? Five, four. 54 years old, five foot eight in height, slim as a pin and gorgeous. Don't laugh. It's not. It's the truth. It's a lovely introduction. Thank you, Susanna. So just tell me quickly what you're wearing today. Well, I'm a little scruffy today because I walked from my flat because I live around the corner. Yeah. So I'm wearing gym shoes, jeans and a sweater. Isn't it funny how you say gym shoes? It's such an old school thing to say. Well, the reason I say that is because I've spent so much time in America where if you say trainers, they think you mean a dungaree set. What? Yes, trainers, they say sneakers. Oh, it's sneakers. shoes for gym, gym shoes. Trainers are what kids wear when they're learning. It's like dungaree things, trainers. That's so bizarre. I always think of gym shoes as when we were at school. Like plimsolls. Plimsolls, yeah. You know what, I was trying to think on the way over, where, where did we first meet? Was it a beaver? No, I met you way before then. I was remembering beaver, which is this kind of house that belongs to a mutual friend of ours. And we had this rather kind of wonderful weekend. But I remember seeing you walking in and... No, I was pregnant then. Were you? Yes. Because I always remember your country attire. I was always tight jeans, fabulous high heel boots, 
and a three-ply cashmere polo neck roll neck sweater, probably from Alice Templey. Oh, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. No. You still That's wear still my uniform. It is your uniform, yeah. isn't it? Day to day. Yeah, but with gym shoes. I mean, I kind of wonder how long can we wear that till? Do you think? Because I'm the same. I'm jeans, nice sweater. Well, I think it depends on your body type. I mean, some people actually don't look very good in jeans Mm. and have never worn jeans and wear skirts. I'm always very jealous when I see a girl in a skirt because I think it looks charming. But I haven't worn a skirt in the daytime since school uniform, ever. I mean, I just, I mean, for events, of course, I'm always in a dress and big shoes. Yeah. I I don't have skirts. I agree. Do you have skirts? Well, no. I was looking at one today, actually, from Alexander McQueen, and I thought, "Mm, maybe, and then I thought... I'll never wear it. I quite like the look of those winter skirts, sort of 70s style. Yeah. Nice and slinky over the hip, quite long. Yeah. Getting fuller. With boots. But flat over the hip. With boots and a sweater, quite nice. Yeah. But it might make us look very old. But that's the thing. I think skirts are matronly. Yeah. And especially if you've got boobs. But not if you're young and you're in a summer dress with bare legs. And yeah, then it's great. Then they look beautiful. Yeah, but we're not young. And, we're not... and I never did that anyway. Yeah, me neither. I never did summer dress floating mm. in the breeze on Fulham Road. Though I love it when I see it out of the car window. Mm. It's weird because, you know, knowing you, you really don't have that much interest in clothes. You are someone who genuinely, you know, people say, oh, I just throw the first thing on. You are genuinely, I think, someone who does that, aren't you? I am in my real life. Yeah, but then in my business life, to be honest, I'm always dressed mm. by someone else. So I think maybe that's why I don't have too much interest in clothes, because so much of my work life is being fiddled with yeah. and having my hair done and my makeup done all day long and being dressed like a doll mm. with someone zipping me up and doing up my shoes. Mm. That in real life, it has no interest for me. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, you can go on for months standing yeah. there having your hair done. So it doesn't really interest me off duty. But did it ever interest you? Do you ever? Not like... really. My sister was always obsessed, but I never really was, to be honest. No. But what about when you were younger? Because yeah, I remember those. Some newspaper managed to kind of scrape up some photographs of you as a punk. Didn't you go through a punk yes. phase? But I won't say I was obsessed with clothes. I used to make all my own clothes. Did you really? I'm an extremely good dressmaker. No. Yeah. I made up. my sister's wedding dress. What? No. Yeah. I'm very good at sewing. I mean, I don't sew anymore now, but um, I can do it all. I used to do it. I used to make all my clothes when I was young. Yeah. That is astonishing. Yeah. I so can then, alter anything. Really? Mm. Do you, do you have I make a, my mum do it normally. Do you have I a can. sewing machine at home? I do. I, don't, I haven't used it, but yeah, I have it. A Singer one, an old school one. Is it, or is, is it, was it a, a Frister Ross one, one I got for my it, 16th birthday. Oh my God, that's so yeah. sweet. That's yeah. amazing. I know, funny. So your punk phase then must have been more of a rebellion than an you know interest what? in the I style. like the music and I lived in the suburbs. And of course, really, if we're talking about hipness, it was over by then. Yeah. Because we missed it. Yeah, we did, yeah. sadly. This was the yeah. 80s. It was, all, it was over, really. But in the suburbs, it was still going strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it was more about the music. Yeah. But then when I moved to London when I was 18 to go to drama school, I thought I looked so cool. And I remember that my drama teacher walked in on day one lovely man who I'm still very good friends with came to my wedding and he went hmm you look castable and then just moved on and I was like oh maybe it doesn't work here that was the end of that and so what do you then move on to clothes wise then and punk into... well, I was very poor so it would have been whatever I could scrounge together and I was probably still making most stuff myself yeah and of course those days 
Not that we're that old, but that was really the days before good cheap clothes, remember? Oh, totally. There weren't any. There was yeah. not CNA. I mean, yeah. there, there wasn't, so we wouldn't have been seen dead there. Was there was nothing. There was nothing. No, there was no a- Zara, there was no H&M, there was nothing. So there was nothing to wear. So you mm. either had to sort of do offbeat your own thing, mm. or you had to be incredibly wealthy, which I most certainly was not as a teenager. Mm. So, yeah, I guess that's when you sort of improvised, and probably in retrospect, was more stylish then than we are now. But then I look at our kids. I mean, I look at, you know, my girls... They would never be seen dead in kind of high street fashion. Do they wear Zara? No, they don't wear Zara. They would rather go to charity or second-hand shop, thank God. Which I never did. Yeah, no, I I never did. I can't stand it. But they are amazing. But then you look at something like Depop and you buy a dress off Depop and the person who sold it probably been shagged in it twice. Do you know what I mean? And I'd rather go to a nice little charity shop somewhere. Well, I always think they're going to have moths and they are. yeah. They're going to have moths. And if it's really vintage, they're all too short in the waist for me, so I can't wear anything And anyway. too tight around the bust yeah. and rib. Yeah, yeah, forget about it. It doesn't suit me. Yeah. So you then came to London, and then I have to talk to you about the dress, the Versace dress. I mean, would you say it was the thing that set you on a path, wearing that dress and reading the newspapers and suddenly finding yourself on the cover of every tabloid? and broadsheet probably wearing that dress. Yes, it's quite strange because apparently my dress had a birthday. I didn't know. Yes, 25 years. We kept getting these really weird emails into the office about the dress's birthday. We were like, what is wrong with you all? But yes, well, it's a very strange thing. I mean, it's not something that I particularly understand. But yes, I guess as far as fashion goes, apparently it was because up until that time, people weren't being very dressy. yeah. Um, and it was a time when everyone was sort of walking around in baggy Armani suits. So at the time, apparently, it was quite unusual to wear mm. something so sort of out there. But of course, I didn't know that at no. the time. I didn't. I didn't have any clothes really. Yeah, it was just a sort of happy accident. It was a happy accident. Mm. But it, what was very nice about that for me is that it started a very nice relationship with me with Versace. Mm who are still in my life, and they were, they've been fantastic to me mm. over the years. I mean, I've got thousands of Versace things, and they've made me lots of things. They used to make me stuff for movies. They made all my wedding stuff. Mm. They made my 16 attendance costumes. I mean, they were great. Mm. They were really great. I mean, I still think that they make the best dresses for women. For women. It depends on the body. It depends on the body. I, mean, I think it depends on the... Charlie I mean, used to always say he cut for boys with breasts. yeah. So you have to be small-hipped and yeah, little. They just the way their fabrics fall over a woman's body. Are, you know, they're streets ahead of other designers. I think when it comes to evening dresses, you know, I see, oh, I look at Versace and I body. want every single one, whether I could fit into it or it would suit me. I don't know, but I just have such admiration for the way they're cut and the fabrics, and they're so refined. Well, my sensibilities were the same as theirs. Mm. It's what I liked. It's quite Amazonian. Yeah. I quite like that. But it's not for everyone. Mm. I mean, a lot of people prefer more, you know, more of a French look, more wasted. But yeah. I don't have that body, so I can never wear yeah. it. Yeah. Wasn't it on The Simpsons, didn't it? Wasn't it in an episode of The Simpsons, your Versace dress, safety pin dress? I don't know that. You know, <laughs> it might have been. You see, this sure. is, it's, the irony is that Elizabeth Hurley literally has no interest in clothes. Well, I mean... I have a very nice wardrobe now Yeah, in my new house in the country. I didn't. All my clothes were shoved in the old house. Mm. I could never find anything, which is probably why I started to wear the same things every single day, which 
course, I still do a bit. Mm. But when I bought my new house in the country, I treated myself and I turned one very large bedroom into one very large dressing room. Mm. For the first time in my life, I have, I can see my clothes. Yeah. And it's, to be honest, it's spectacular. I still, yeah. I still only wear that many things. Yeah. But it looks really, really smart. I mean, I say that, it's actually a mess because... I never seem to be able to say no to anyone getting rid of anything, not clothes, mm. but things. So my ex decided he didn't want his enormous Pilates bed anymore. Mm. And I said, wow, you can't throw it away. Mm. Okay, I'll have it. So, so that's now in the middle of my dressing room, you are piled with other stuff that I just yeah. can't quite get rid of. So it still looks messy in there. In fact, Trini came around. And of course, like everyone should be very jealous of the space, mm. but just astounded at the mess. Mm. But... Were it tidy, I mean, it's divine. Yeah, really nice. I can see everything. Though yeah. I still have junk rooms upstairs. It does boxes. make a big difference. I mean, I have Trini came when we first moved into our house in Sussex. My clothes were and still are in a cellar, and Trini came down to have a look. And you walk in, and there's like a kind of flurry of moths that come out. That's number one. And then number two, there are like frogs. Because it's very down there, so there are frogs, too. frogs everywhere. She nearly had a heart attack, but I do now. I have sorted them out, and they are in bags, and it has been. Um, I've still got something of yours. Have you really? Yeah, I've so, got a velvet coat you lent me when I was pregnant. Really? And I never gave it back. It's sort of maroon colour. Oh, I would get it. I know it where now. it is. It's upstairs. Really? I, it's not really a coat. It's more like a wrappy sort of coat. Okay. And it was the only thing I had. So I didn't have any pregnancy clothes because I was so followed when I was pregnant I never left the house yeah. so I didn't have any I only had cast off some other people yeah thank you for your coat that's all right I, I must have worn it a hundred times yeah. anyway I've still got it well I'm very pleased it's got a happy home that's yeah. all I can say I can't I think I, I do remember every time I see it oh no I'm like, oh, silly. Give it back to Susanna. don't be silly <laughs> when you were modeling it was more beauty wasn't it so you had your Estee Lauder well, I really relationship really had that job yeah. yeah I mean I've been acting for you've been doing done years. more acting than you have modelling well yeah I acted from 21 to mm. 29 and then bizarrely out of the blue got offered the Estee Lauder job I mm. had a modelling job in my life so everything was really from that and of course I still have it mm. so I'm 24 years into my contract which has been extraordinary the most extraordinary stroke mm. of luck really ever so I've never really had any other jobs from that so all the editorial I shot would be for promoting mm. movies which, of course, in a way segues into modelling, but, of course, you're not really getting paid for it. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, I've done a few Well, other you things. do fashion shoots. You're not I've never done editorial as a model. Yeah. No, I never. No. I've never done a catwalk show. Isn't and I have done a, f- a handful of advertising jobs. For years and years, I, I couldn't do any others because mm. my contract was completely exclusive. Then a few categories opened up. So I did a few other things, yeah. but not really many, yeah. because I never really needed to, because I was doing my real job. And had Esther Lauder, which is mm. fab. And so Esther Lauder hired, you know, all the best photographers. So who have you been photographed, or who haven't you been photographed I was by? never photographed by Peter Lindbergh, oh, who just died. just died, yeah. And that was upsetting. I was never photographed by Herb Ritz. He was amazing. And he was amazing. I actually was photographed by Herb Ritz, oh. but on a Fuji Instamatic camera. But it's it okay. still counts as far it's, as I'm concerned. It 100% counts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like the spin painting I did with Damien Hirst. Mm. I consider it a Damien Hirst. Yeah, of course. Even though, frankly, I was the one lobbing the painting. <laughs> but I consider it his. So, you know, I mean, in the time when I was really working a lot, you know, I shot with fantastic people. You know, Mario, Patrick, mm. um, Stephen Mizell, a lot, mm. Ellen Von Unworth, um, Albert Watson. I mean, and Annie Leibovitz ever? No. No. 
She's more kind of portrait, isn't she? Though? Yeah, I like a little more fashion. Yeah. In fact, I just bought these fantastic books for a friend of mine who was selling off some of his library. I hadn't even gone through them yet. I literally got them out of the box 10 minutes before you arrived. And they're just a fantastic set of yeah. photographic books. I can't wait to get them home and have a look at them. Beautiful. I love mm. fashion photography. How much time do you spend down in Gloucestershire compared? What percentage? Well, I've moved to Herefordshire. Of I course you have. Yeah. A million whales now. Yeah, of course you um, have. I mean, as much as I can. Yeah. I probably do three nights a week in London mm. if I have to, but I might not if I can get away with it. Mm. So I've just decided, since I came back from America, I've decided to try and do a week on, a week off, but with the weekends going around the country one. Yeah. So that I just stay there for 10 days. Do you have a lot of friends around there? Not many. So you just, you like the isolation? Well, my sister lives there. Yeah. My mother's just moved in with me. So she's there. Yeah. People come every weekend. And, I mean, I do, I mean, people like Henry, Mm. who... I couldn't say as a neighbour because he lives 25 minutes away, but, you know, we consider that a neighbour because I live so far from everyone. So he's a really easy thing. Then I've probably got about another four friends who aren't that far. Yeah. And they're Gloucestershire, but they're not that far. But friends around the corner, I don't, well, I've got two, but they're both Mm. insane. But yeah, Mm. I do actually have two friends who are three miles away. So when you're travelling, my love, which yes. you do a lot, do you have? Is there any kind of one item of clothing, like the comfort blanket? Do you have something which is like a piece of clothing that you always take with you? I have an obsession with my hand luggage. Okay, which I obviously fly with as hand luggage, but I also use it every day of my life as my bag. Okay. So, what's in there? My laptop, yeah, charger, makeup bag, and if I'm travelling, you know, a few other bits. So my hand luggage. So something really terrible happened last year. I don't know if you're. It became my obsession. I won't bore you with it. Have you become obsessed with people who can open your car by trans picking up the transmission of your? No, I don't know anything about it. Google it. Tell me. Well, it's probably because have you not, got... have you not become obsessed with this? It's a horror. It's a real horror, and I was burnt very badly by it. I have a keyless car, yeah, but I have to open it. Well, unfortunately, people have transmitters, and when you come out of your car and you click it shut, they can pick up the signal of your transmitter, and they can open your car and drive off with them, or they can open your car and take anything out of your car. And even if you put your keys on your hall table, they can still pick up the transmission of your... You are from outside kidding. your door and they can open your car and either steal it or take things out of it. So to counteract that, so now, well, you might be okay with your brand new car. You have to Google it and see. Yeah. You know, the car manufacturers keep coming up with more technology, um, technology which the thieves obviously catch on to pretty quickly. So last year with my last car, I'd parked my car at one of those, you know, big service stations, mm. the food court things, and went inside, came back. Drove back home. Somebody had opened and my car you, and taken my hand and chocolate. <gasps> that was a horror. And then when we started Googling it, there were only three cars in the world that they couldn't transmit from. Which are? Brand new remember? Range Rover. Yeah. And they were all made by Land Rover. Okay. But the previous year to that, they could get into. Yeah. So then you had to buy these funny little things which shield it. <laughs> like, they're like when you like have a little condom x-ray. for them. No, it's like this little, it's called something, I can't remember what it's called, they're very cheap on Amazon, mm. which you then have to quickly put your thing in. 
so that nobody can transmit from it. And it's all that. Anyway, so I did lose my hand luggage, now replaced, but I lost all my stuff in my hand luggage. And I felt like I had been pillaged mm. really badly. So yes, I suppose my comfort is my hand luggage, mm. which never leaves my side or my hand. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And what do you have in your makeup bag? Well, makeup's very easy for me because obviously Estee Lauder I'm is, under contract. Yeah. So I have makeup was easy, but my brushes, which I'd saved over the years, and your favourite this and favourite mm. that, then of course that's irreplaceable. Who cares? It's only makeup. Mm. It's quite annoying putting your makeup kit back together and really annoying not having your brushes, your yeah. favourite brushes. Yeah. The only thing you can blend your eyeshadow with is quite annoying when you lose it. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't really replaced them because they were old. Mm, I tell you who Just does how I want the them. best makeup brushes, which I was Bobby lucky Brown. enough to give. No, she's an Australian makeup artist called Ray Morris, and they are exquisite. Mm. Yeah, I just use my fingers, to be honest. No, you didn't. So, okay, I want to talk to you about, you're always, you know, on, on Insta, very cleverly, and looking amazing again, always in your bikinis. What percentage of women are age by bikinis still, do you think? I mean, I would not be seen dead in a bikini now. What if you're by yourself in Cornwall on your balcony? No. I think most people still have a bikini, but if they're out publicly or, you know, with people around, they'd probably put a one-piece on yeah. or something. But I think home alone in your back garden, I think, I'm sure most people well, they'll wear their knickers or I'm sure they yeah. put bikinis on. Don't they? Do you think about that when you're designing? I mean, what age group do you think? I mean, obviously you do kids wear. But do you think, is your market kind of... Women, um, sort of mothers, well, and or do you get I've younger always, women? Yeah, no, we get a lot of younger women who'll go for skimpy bikinis and yeah. hot panty things. And then we have lots of captains that always cover the bottom, cover the arms, obviously covering the tummy. So I think probably as one gets older, one, either a one piece or a bikini, but you pretty much want something to whip on. Mm. Most no, people are fine lying down. Yeah. But then when they stand up, most people want to cover up. But I think, including me, by yeah. the way. I like to cover up a lot. Mm. I certainly wouldn't walk around a public beach parading in a bikini anymore. I'm mm. much too old. But um, privately, of course. But I think all you need is... I was having this discussion with someone else, actually. And I think all, if you've got all you need to wear with a bikini and to get away with it at any age is confidence. So you go to somewhere like... Rio and on Cocabana Beach. And Everyone's in a bikini. They're all in a bikini. Of any size and shape. All size. And they all look fucking amazing. I agree. Because they've got the balls to wear them. I agree. And then if you've got the balls and you strut around like you are a supermodel or, you know, Dieter von Teese or whoever, 
They look fab. Yeah, and also what I've noticed on vacation is that at the beginning, some people can feel a little self-conscious at the beginning. The minute they've got a bit of a tan and they've relaxed, everyone's fine. Mm. They're all in bikinis and they're all absolutely fine. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think people judge you harshly anyway, to be honest. No, because we judge too, ourselves exactly, harshly. Exactly, they're too busy judging themselves. They're not really interested. Yeah. So, I've, to be honest, I think when I've been on vacation in the last few years... Yes, you see some one-pieces, and one-pieces, of course, you also see one-pieces on very young girls now, because they're very fashionable, mm. cut out and sexy. But um, pretty much everyone wears a bikini still. Mm. But they're just whipping on a sarong or something, yeah. which is fair. Yeah. I'm just going to say we've got a building work going on outside, so hence the Always. scaffolding. We're in London. We're yes. in London. <laughs> How could there not be building We're work outside? We're in London. You know, you don't dress yourself when you've got big events. Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction? You must have done. I've never had a strap breaking or anything, but I've had, I've had a few shoe malfunctions. Okay. My worst one was opening the Amnicrucis Fate. And for some reasons, when I just moved to the country and the organisers had sort of done a press call, so there were masses of national press, not just, you know, local thing. So there were a lot of people there. And, you know, had I taken a note from the royal family I would have worn wedges but I didn't mm. I wore heels and I remember walking out in Classic. my dress with son dog Arun at the time my husband and the vicar we all stood there a big bank of press and then when I took a few steps my heel got completely stuck <laughs> right down in the ground and I thought I can't bend down with all this press there so I had to say to the vicar my heel's stuck so the poor vicar had to get down. And you know what it's... Well, you wouldn't, but yeah. when your heel's stuck, someone has to get down, but your shoe's still in the heel because it's strapped in. And literally pull your foot out like that. So that was a humiliating thing. Funnily enough, the next year at that very same fate, there's probably the most unflattering paparazzi picture ever. Well, funnily enough, I'm in your dress, OK. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. It was the same fate again where I'd come back, probably in wedges this time. And I was wearing... Do you remember the yellow dress you and Trudy designed? which I lived yes, in. Yes, yes, yes. Really beautiful. Copied from a Prada one, yeah. I think. It was my favourite dress. I actually wore it to Speech Day at Wellington last year. But I wore it to this fate. And again, I was, you know, feeling full of myself. And I fell down some steps. And if you Google those pictures of me falling down these steps, <laughs> you've never, ever seen anything. It's, lit, it's, it's like a comedy fall. Caught at the end, but there's legs, there's hair, there's knickers, there's you name it. But no, you see, because for dresses, when you're dressed by somebody else, you know, they're standing there for so long gluing yeah. you and sewing you and doing all that mm. stuff. I've never had a dress fall off. No, but that shoes is, that's a, to me, that's a major wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, well, I wore a sari once and I hadn't realised it was so see-through. Mm. And when you wear a sari, you have what they call a petticoat underneath mm. it. And you have oh, to like tie the skirt something. That's yeah, you have tied, a skirt yeah. underneath it. And you have to, and they're elasticated. Well, for some reason, there wasn't any elastic in mine, so I tied something round it, really like a hideous old black ribbon or something mm. that I picked up. And through the sorry, it's so ugly. You could Google that too. That's unattractive, and it was see through mm. at the top, which I also didn't know, which is a terrible sin. Is there anything that you have that you would never want to get rid of? Well, I've got everything. Mm that I've worn since the 90s, possibly 80s. Yeah, I guess there must be certain dresses that I wouldn't want anybody else to wear. Mm. So, you know, when the kids are doing dress-ups, they're allowed to wear, they're allowed to touch some things, but they're definitely not allowed to touch mm. certain things. But I don't think I'm really attached to one thing. I mean, 
No, I mean, I have memories with dresses, for sure. Mm. But I don't know if I'd have them had there not been so many photographs at the time, which keep popping up mm. again and again and again. But yes, there would be certain dresses, all of which are in the attic somewhere, that I suppose they mean something to me a bit. Mm. And I've got a few, like the first expensive bag that I would have ever been able to afford to buy in the 80s or 90s. I've still got those, and yes, I would never throw those away. Mm. Like, I remember there's a little Fendi, little Fendi black bag, which is very special to me at the time. Yeah, that's, mm. that's something special, I guess. Yeah. I think it's something really when you're young and saving up, that's, those are the things that still mean a lot to you because you remember the thrill of getting them. It was like, you know, when we got our first expensive moisturiser, I remember mine was Clinique's dramatically different moisturiser. Exactly. And it was expensive. Yellow. It was yellow. yellow, wasn't it? Yellow, it was yellow with a pump. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And it was really, really expensive. So I really valued that yeah. a lot. So every time I see dramatically different Clinique moisturiser, it and gives that me smell. a smell. Yeah, I can smell it now. It gives me a warm thrill. Yeah, I hate that smell. Because I, I used it at boarding school and I'm so homesick at boarding school. So you remember? And then they had the tonic, which was like paint stripper. Do you remember? I do. Because you used to... Yeah used to buy the three and you'd go like this and the size of your nose for blackheads and it would sort of come away it would take off five layers for your skin I we don't that use so toner well. anymore do we no yeah. flannel what do you what do you this is a genuine question because i need to get some good eye makeup remover what do you use i use the you know the moist yeah towel things and Estee Lauder do a lovely one. I can't remember what it's called. It might yeah. be called Wipe Away. I can't remember what it's called. And it takes everything blue. off. They're not oily. It takes everything off. No oil. No. No oil in it at all. Yeah. Unless you... Do you use waterproof mascara? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do now. Only because I've got that age thing. I'm sort of getting weepy eyes sometimes. And then, I mean, I don't really wear much mascara. MAC do a very good towelette too. Oh, do they? Yeah. I prefer the Estee Lauder one, but the MAC one's very good as well. Yeah. I use those. So I just find, yeah, I hate it when your eye, you use it and it becomes all filmy. You know, I haven't afterwards. used eye makeup remover onto a yeah. piece of cotton wool for years. I like the towelettes. Okay, towelette. So I need to get some towelettes. Towelettes, yeah. The matte nice one is a big, towelettes. Thick, hefty one. Okay, going back to the, the dress that you love the most or something, is there any, like, dress that you wore that you would like to be remembered for, the one that you feel most proud of wearing when you felt the best? One dress I had, which I have still, which was gold. Mm. And it was had these huge paillettes on it, mm. pinks and gold, very low back. And I walked to some premiere. That was a really beautiful dress. Mm. Very slim at times, Versace. Yeah, that's one of my favourite dresses, probably. I mean, my wedding dresses were beautiful. I mean, I had so many because I had had my Indian bloody weddings, for God's sake. So my English dress was Mm. absolutely beautiful, and my Indian wedding dress was beautiful. And then I had four other dresses in India, and they were all beautiful. I've got more still. They were beautiful. Jenny Packham did one. Cavalli did one. Dior did one. And then the two main dresses of Versace. The beautiful. Yeah, timeless. Timeless. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's all about. You know what? I've lost my wedding dress. How did you, how could you lose it? I've got no idea where it is. And it was the most exquisite dress. And, and both Esme and Cece are saying, we want to wear your wedding dress, Mum. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you must, you must. No idea where it is. And it was so beautiful. I had this fabric specially made and it looked like it was like... You must have it. It must be in I your froggy cellar. I don't know where the hell it is. I've looked for it blood for it and it was couture and it was so beautifully which made. house did you last have it at have you ever seen it again since your wedding 
No, I can't remember where it is. I have no idea. It's terrible. It will turn up, I'm sure. But it's probably screwed up in a ball, kind of gathering Moffed. moth. And yeah, moth, so is mine. Mine's in a box, but I haven't opened the box for ten years. I just don't want to see... If I knew where it was, I probably wouldn't want to open the box because I'd be so distraught by the damage. I mean, that is... I, I feel so bad about that, that I've had so little regard for well, a lot of the is, lovely clothes I've had. We've been so busy. Yeah. I mean, I'm more organised today than I probably have been for the last 20 years because I finally have more time. Yeah. But when we're busy and frantic, we're too busy to do anything. Yeah. I have no organisation. Mm. Just boxes and boxes. And I think probably like me living in the country, do you have outhouses just full of yeah. boxes of admin? Crap. Which one day yeah. you'll go through. Elizabeth, who do you most admire now or from the past? Well, I think Elle McPherson dresses very well. Mm-hmm. She looks fantastic, but she is six foot. Mm-hmm. And very thin. Mm-hmm. Beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. She looks... Her extensions. She, yeah. she, she's, she's dressed beautifully, very stylish. Mm. Every time I see her, I wish I were wearing what she were wearing. Mm. In the past, I mean, not that I would want to dress like that myself, but I, it's hard for me to see a picture of Jackie Kennedy and not think mm. she looks astonishingly fabulous. Mm. And Marilyn looked fabulous. But then it's that 50s, 60s stuff we all love mm. and covered, but don't really want to wear. But... I guess they're very elegant ladies. Mm. And um, ageing, how do you feel about ageing? You know, I don't, to be honest, I don't really think too much about it. Mm. But, you know, I think we do what we can. You know, we try and stay relatively active, be as healthy as we can inside, look after our skin, look after our hair. Your hair's better than mine. Your skin's better than mine. Oh, I had a lot of mm. Estee Lauder. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you just, you know, you just have to look after yourself. Mm. But, I mean, health, really, I mean... I, I'm beginning to know more and more people my age who've died or who are sick. It's a it's a tough age, 50s, for sickness. You have to really look after yourself. You have to look after our health. We have to. Yeah. And you, obviously we should start doing it younger too. But... Um, you know, I've never had a medical. God, I'm sort of have not, you had a mammogram? Not, I've had a mammogram, yeah. And I've had, you know, sort of heart, heart things. My family has propensity to... Heart, but then you're covered. Yeah. Colon? No. Yeah, I mean, there's certain tests that certainly one should have done. Yeah. But um, I don't even know what a medical means. It's, no. Because when you when you go to various doctors, your gynecologist or something, they're doing various, taking your blood pressure anyway, yeah. and they're taking this, that, and I that. mean, I think that's what's important, is the blood pressure is the most important, isn't it? Mm, well, <laughs> probably a few other things. But, yeah, blood pressure is important. Yes, it is. But I do think... You and your cholesterol's important. Yeah, that I do. To do a blood test. Yeah, but I you do that for your heart. Yeah. Mammograms are vital. Exercise. Do you exercise? You don't exercise really, do you? You're just I running around. I just run around, yeah. Yeah. I swam a lot in LA. Yeah. I walk a lot in the country. I walked here today. For the record, about five minutes. So don't sound too proud about it. I'd say maybe ten. <laughs> okay, so what's the best bit of a beauty advice you've ever been given, do you think? Well, my grandmother told me to always sleep with the window open. Mm. Otherwise, you look pasty. She added, like the Germans, but that was probably just her um, <laughs> her age. Um, two wars and all that. But um, I think sleeping with the window open is one of the most important things you can do and not having a hot room. Mm. I agree. Pile on the blankets. Because you don't cook overnight. Your skin doesn't cook That's overnight. That's terrible for you. Yeah. Yeah, air conditioning's pretty bad for you too. Yeah. I think. Pick back your lungs. Mm. Oh, my love. Well, listen, got a little present for you, which I think, ironically, and by pure accident, is going to prevent those techno car robbers. 
Wonderful. It's going to help anyway. Oh, look at that. And I know That's exactly what I want. Some black I've always and white some. furry dice to hang from your car mirror, rear view mirror. I love them. And you will use them. I know you will. They're heaven. <laughs> Aren't they Look amazing? With a suction. I like a suction. Mm. Yeah, they're excellent. Thank you very much. It's such a pleasure. You've been amazing. Thank you so much, Thank my you, darling. Susanna. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's quite extraordinary to be in the presence of such beauty. And I'm sure she felt the same. Uh, So thank you to Elizabeth for being open-hearted, open-minded and amazing. And now it's just us. We're in the pyjama party section. The part where you tell us about your clothing disasters. We love what we've heard so far. So please keep sending them in. You can do it through the mywardmail.com website or by email, which is help at mywardmail.com or by tweeting us or leaving comments on Facebook or Instagram all at mywardmail Oh, hello, is that Susanna? Yes, Sarah Reid Yes, hello Copyright 2019 for your marvellous last night poem Right Oh, it's so fantastic but I'd love you to tell me about your wardrobe malfunction well, I was, at, I was at a dinner and I thought I looked rather nice. Mm-hmm. And shortly after I sat down, I, I noticed that something was feeling a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, I realized that part of my bra had <gasps> broken and everything had dropped forward. And my dress was quite transparent. Oh, so. But I did have a shawl. So it's the shawl that was the saviour. Oh, my god. So goodness. I just dra- draped the shawl round. And then because the dress was a bit tight, then the zip, the underarm zip, went, which is why I had the gap then. Um, but it worked out all right in the end. Oh, my um, goodness. That is. And did anyone see? I didn't think so, no. People were too interested in talking amongst themselves to really notice what I was doing. And it's not as if my breasts fell out onto the table or anything like that. They fell within my dress. Oh, and, and what, probably you what I mean. Yeah. They, if you looked, you would have seen them through the fabric. Oh, you would have seen a nipple. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yes. Radio Moscow, Radio Moscow. Yes. Oh my. Do you uh, mind uh, me asking what cup size you are? Um, a thirty-eight double double G. Double G. Mm. Okay. That's a handful and a half. Well, you live to tell the tale. Yes, I've survived it. Have you got your poem with you, Sarah? I have. Oh, would you actually quickly read it out? Do you mind? Right. Last night, last night my chest fell out of my dress. It wasn't intended, my breasts weren't upended when I bended, but suspended on a shelf with struts which supported where it ought to all my bust. Called a balconette for the pertis breast yet, for cleavage with heavage, for hoist appeal, to steady the reveal. When suddenly the struts went, and I failed to prevent the descent of my chest as it dropped to my waist and then stopped. I felt rather robbed of their comforting fullness, bereft of breast, and as I drew breath, my nipples showed absolutely through my dress. Oh, my God. You know what, Sarah? Mm. Victoria Wood would have been proud of that (laughs) if she'd written it. It is absolutely fantastic. All right, my gorgeous. Well, listen, you take care and keep writing and and hang on to your boobs. (laughs) That's it for now catch up again very soon and until then 
wardrobe closed. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.